0: you are listening to the dr kinney show and i'm your host Erin kinney a naturopathic doctor and speaker who's passionate about teaching you how to understand what is happening in your body why your body is reacting the way it is and how to make the appropriate changes in your life to get your body back into balance something i've learned from my private practice is that the more patients know about their health the more likely they are to make better diet and lifestyle choices which ultimately leads them to a faster recovery. Each week, you are going to learn actionable tips, tricks, and teachings from myself, along with the help of top experts in the holistic health community, so that you can make better informed decisions about your body and your healthcare. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Kinney Show excited to have you back and this week we have a very special woman Sarah Hanna she's a master herbalist classical homeopath and an international board certified lactation consultant she also has written a book called Moodtopia tame your moods de-stress and find balance using herbal remedies which I'm really excited to talk to her about she's known as New York's moody expert and if you are a female and or male and you've been alive during the last year and a half i'm sure you've probably experienced some moodiness. <laughs> so thank you so much for agreeing to come on the show today, Sarah Hanna. How, how How's it going and how, are, how has your practice been in this past year and a half?
1: Good, good, Dr. Kinney. So, so honored to be on your show. So I'm based in Brooklyn, New York, which was kind of the epicenter of the COVID yeah. kind of began here. Um, and in the summers, I live in Los Angeles. So I also have clients across the country and internationally. I'm really thrilled to still be seeing clients live Mm -hmm. uh, because in the New York area, our wave kind of, our major wave passed from, you know, March through the end of April. So yes, we dealt with a lot of um, work changes, parenting parenting changes, educational changes. So this has been a time where people that were really somewhat stable with their emotional health and moodiness kind of, you know, like We're hit up with really new challenges. So, um, my book, Mootopia, which was written before COVID, really seems to have become quite popular. I'm sure Uh, it (laughs) has. Exactly. So, you know, it's a big challenge to stay sane during insane times. Well, I
0: think you brought up a good point. You know, I I think there's been so many changes that have happened in the past, you know, our lives have been completely turned over and that puts a lot of stress on the system, right? Like anytime you go through any sort of, even if it's a small one change, you know, you change a job or you move houses or you get a new partner, or you know, you have a child, but this has been like, everyone has dealt with Major change, like multiple changes. Wouldn't you agree? I feel like everybody I've talked to is like COVID and my mother died, COVID and XYZ happened, COVID plus this. You know, it's so the stress levels that we've been experiencing have been through the roof for a long time. Yeah. I mean,
1: you'll always have, you know, it's funny because I'm a lactation consultant. So I deal with babies when they're
0: one day old
1: and two day old and three day old. And, you know, once you're around babies for, you know, an extended period of time, you can really read their personalities immediately. Mm -hmm. So we have these babies that are just chilled and low key. And, you know, they can nurse on the right side or the left side. And as long as, you know, you're telling them how gorgeous they are, they're fine. We have other babies where you change their position or the mother gets a new deodorant. yeah, And they freak freak out. (laughs) So, you know, we, we have in this world, you know, adventure seekers, that, you know, even though everything has changed, it's like, whoa, you know, like they're ready to ski a new mountain. Those are not the norm, though. For, for the typical person, like you said, itty bitty changes can really throw a person off. So this is a time where, you know, herbal medicine can really shine. So I have a lot of my clients that know they need to eat well and they know they need to breathe. And they know they need to exercise because, you know, this is all over the Internet. It's all over Instagram. You know, this is not new news anymore. Like it's very, you know, people know this. They know this, like, (laughs) you know, they know they need to drink water. So the question is, you know, like, what can we give them that they don't know about? So one of the reasons I like herbal medicine so much is that even when you intellectually make the decision that things are going to be okay, Mm -hmm. and you intellectually say that, Good's going to come out of this. That doesn't mean that you don't get tension knots in your stomach. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that you don't get headaches because the body can sometimes feel when you're kidding yourself. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, don't worry about it. Just as my job, you know, good will come out of it. But how am I paying rent next month? Yeah. So the good thing about herbs is that it can go in and calm down the central nervous Mm -hmm. system herbs can go in and reduce your cortisol levels herbs can go in and help your melatonin kick in so you sleep and herbs are very popular around the world but you know in the United States and Canada and Australia we've kind of lost that that the wise woman tradition of using herbs and mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I wrote the book because I want to let people know that herbs are inexpensive easy to learn about Very few of any side effects. Most are not contraindicated with most pharmaceuticals. And what I found, Dr. Kinney, is that like, let's say I'm giving an herb to a woman for anxiety. Mm -hmm. And so she comes in and goes, you know, like, am I going to get addicted to this? You know, I was on clonopin two years ago when I was in university. Like, am I going to get addicted? And the thing that I really like about herbs is that when they start to feel more balanced, they kind of forget to take their herbs. Mm-hmm. And then they'll say like, oh gosh, I didn't need my anti-anxiety herbal mix for the last week, Sarhan, is it okay? And I'm like, how are you feeling? And they're like, fine. Mm-hmm. And then if they go through a crisis a month later, they know where those herbs are. So when you stop taking herbs, you don't have the side effects mm-hmm. that you do with Zoloft, Prozac, Butrin, and Klonopin. Yeah, And that's one of the amazing gifts that herbs are to the
0: world. That's because they're they're living it there are living beings and you put them in they are designed <clears> to work <throat> with our bodies. When I'm using herbs with patients, I always explain to them, you know, this is not you're not meant to take this forever. This is very different from a drug. It's not just suppressing your symptom. It's helping your body come back into balance. And I'm assuming you probably use a lot of adaptogenic herbs, right? This is a sure. category of herbs that, that you know, if your cortisol levels are low, they're going to raise them. If your cortisol levels are high, the same herb will actually lower them. One of my favorites is rhodiola. I don't know if you use that herb a lot, yeah, but I, of course. I love rhodiola. And depending on the dose, you can affect how how it's going to affect the person's cortisol levels. But an herb gets into your body and it's not going to necessarily work on you the same way it might work differently on you depending on your state because it's living, you know, an herb is a living being. It's not a, you know, drugs are not living. It's one component from an herb, but an herb is a herbal medicine. Is it's be, I think it's a beautiful medicine.
1: Right. And the word adaptogen means that it helps you adapt Yes, as you're adapting, you know, from moving from a cold client to a warm climate or from a cold climate to a warm client, your body has to adapt. Mm-hmm. So we have to physiologically adapt to changes. I mean, it could be Dr. Kitty that someone that lost their job is living a lot more on beans and rice
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the occasional cucumber and lettuce. They were maybe used to going out to fancy lunches every afternoon and or maybe they really only ate organic before the pandemic. And now, even though we know organic is the best, maybe their finances don't allow it. So they have to choose maybe one or two organic foods and the rest are just not organic. It's not because their philosophy changes, because their finances change. Mm -hmm. So their body has to adapt back to the word adaptogen back to the changes that we have. It could be that a person was also used to going to the gym four days a week and they really felt emotionally and physically more together when they were going to the gym and now the gyms are closed. So you can try to do it in your living room or your bedroom and a lot of people are, you know, really thriving and a lot of people are like, I can't do it. I need to be at the gym. I need to, you know, feel guilty. I need to have, you know, that person that doesn't know me will never see me again. Looking I have at to me. try to Right, impress them. So, you know, so the body then has to, during this pandemic, adapt to less exercise. So really, adaptogens are kind of really a key herb. It's a key word to what we're going through now with our lockdowns and pandemic.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful group of herbs. So tell me, you mentioned before we started the show that you had COVID. Can you talk about that for us a little bit?
1: Yes. So I got it um, during the first wave in March when nobody even knew what it was. I survived. It was challenging for me. So Mm -hmm. here was, you know, the struggle for me, Dr. Kinney, like I exercise, I eat healthy, I deep breathe, you know, I do meditation, I stretch and I still got hit pretty hard with Pretty COVID. Hard. So yeah. what we're noticing is that some really healthy people struggle with COVID. Yeah. And some people that were like eating at McDonald's and White Castle seem to be fine, be fine with it. Yeah. So COVID's a really tricky, tricky condition. What I can say is that I worked with hundreds of clients that had COVID. Um, I certainly as a master herbalist will not say I have a cure for it. I don't think Anybody has a cure. I I know we don't understand it well enough, but my clients that took herbs, none of them ended up in the hospital and none of them ended up on a ventilator. And I was helping clients from kids till in their eighties and nineties. And what I found was I gave some herbs, I would make an herbal combination Mm -hmm. to support the lungs, Mm -hmm. to help expectorate mucus. You want to make sure, so here's the key things during COVID. You want to make sure that you're supporting your heart because we know that COVID has affinity towards messing up your blood pressure and, and, and affecting people. That's hearts are kind of borderline. We want to keep the blood thin because we had a lot of clients, not mine, but in, in the communities with which I work, they had a lot of blood clotting Mm -hmm. um, after COVID. And we want to make sure those lungs stay open. And that the virus doesn't stick to the lining of the lungs. Yep. And then we want to keep people calm. So with my herbal combinations, again, my clients were not cured, but they definitely recovered a lot faster. better. Yeah. A lot faster and a lot better. Yeah. So that was what I saw with herbs.
0: Yeah. Well, and herbs are gonna help, they're gonna help stabilize the immune system. I feel like the tricky thing about COVID is that you know, what causes most of the complications is the immune system is over, is, is going crazy. And it's actually our own immune systems, which are causing a lot of the lung complications. So, and again, a lot of herbal concoctions will help. Sometimes they can boost the, the immune system when needed, but they can also tamper the immune system down. So your own immune system doesn't go crazy and cause, you know, an over-attacking situation, which I feel like often was happening when there'd be a cytokine storm in the lungs. Yes. That's, you know, the immune system was like COVID's the problem, but the immune system over-attacking in some of those cases was what caused all the fluid building. It was the cytokine storms that were, but some of the herbs can help. My point was to modulate the immune system so that it, you know, is strong, but not too strong.
1: None of my clients, thank God, had cytokine storm. Oh, that's great. With the use of herbs, none of them. Again, I mean, it could just be a miracle or a coincidence. Um, And so Let's talk for a minute about herbs that are immunomodulators. Yes. So my teacher said that you don't need to think of an herb like echinacea, a famous herb. Mm -hmm. It is not an immunostimulant. It's an immunomodulator. Yes. And it will modulate whether it's going hyper or hypo in the state of responding to the infection. We also have an herb. So bottom line is echinacea is one great choice in between infections and during infections. There was kind of a misunderstanding all over Mm -hmm. the internet that you have to go on it and off and on and off. And that's not true. Um, Because when the person's feeling healthy, you know, they'll just stop taking echinacea because they feel like they're in a really great state, but it's really great during infection and recovery. And then we have another amazing mushroom called Rishi mushroom, mm-hmm. which is also an immunomodulator. So when we get conditions like eczema and asthma, that's when the immune system also overreacts. Mm-hmm. So whenever you're thinking about immune health, thinking about modulating it is a key that I share with my clients.
0: Yeah, and I would totally agree with you. I, You know, there's there's several different ways that the immune system attacks things. One way is by creating antibodies. Another way is the immune system takes out its white blood cells. And I always tell my patients, the white blood cells are like the snipers. They go and they'll shoot shoot the virus or the bacteria directly. And some people's immune systems go crazy making antibodies and other people's immune system go crazy. And we want to make sure that they're balanced. My favorite immunomodulators are mushrooms. I think that they're phenomenal. Reishi. Shaga mushrooms, what are um, shiitake? They're, I think a mushroom blend is a
1: cordyceps.
0: Re- yeah, cordyceps, and they're also really great for the adrenals. They're really good for building energy. Mushrooms are are be- They're a beautiful sect of of herbal medicine.
1: So I tend to use herbs in my practice in tincture, which is liquid form, Mm -hmm. because I obviously live in New York and California where we have neurotic, crazy type A personalities. You know, these are not farms or the suburbs, you know, where people are chilling. I tend to work with overworkers and overachievers and a tincture liquid form is something you can keep in your back pocket You can keep it in your purse, in your backpack. It's so easy to travel with. You can get them under uh, four ounces if you're traveling on a plane, which we hopefully all will be soon. And mushrooms are good in tincture form, Mm -hmm. but they're also good in capsule form. Yes. And they're good in powdered form. So I teach my clients that a lot of herbs don't do well dried. Um, because they lose a lot of their vitality. But since mushroom is a food herb and the brain's going to read the mushroom as a food, takes what it needs and dispels what it doesn't, you can also get mushrooms in powder form Mm -hmm. and just sprinkle them over your oatmeal in the morning. Or you can just put some in your soup. Or you can eat them. Or you can eat them. Or you can put them in your smoothie. So Mm -hmm. medicinal mushrooms are, again, safe. Um, for most people, I have not found them to be contraindicated with any medicines from my research on the no, market. No.
0: They are one of the few herbs that have pretty much no contraindications. So they're safe for, I, I don't want to say that 100%, but I'm pretty sure that they're right. safe for most most conditions, most medications. I don't usually have a second thought recommending mushrooms to someone
1: unless you have a mushroom allergy. Well, but yes, that would be someone something. could be allergic to strawberries. You yeah, know, totally. So, so that that's an idea that people, you know, during the pandemic when they're staying home, not exercising enough, and their stress levels are normally high, that's an amazing herb choice. So. Yeah. I agree with you on that one. I like them very much.
0: Yeah, they're a great one. So so what else are you seeing a lot of in terms of mood stuff? Are you seeing anxiety, depression, irritability? Yeah, all of those, all of those. things. <laughs> all, of those. <laughs> all,
1: all of them. You know, I, I had a, a mom, she had five kids and she came and she'd been my client for years and years. And she comes in and goes, I am officially having a nervous breakdown. And I'm like, sounds normal to me she goes no no, no you don't understand I'm like i'm having a nervous breakdown i'm like well it's to be expected it still seems in the realm of normal to me i said tell me something that's abnormal she goes no no, no. i have five kids and five different kids on zoom and i've got to you know make sure that i have five computers in the house i got to make sure my internet's staying stable i got to make sure they all have headphones because they can not hear all the other teachers talking she goes then i then everybody's taking lunch breaks at different times i'm like Sounds so normal to have a nervous <laughs> breakdown, you know? So one of the things when people come in my office, is like, let's see what's in the realm of normal. And I don't know normal, let's say typical or what's not typical. So, you know, if a, if a person, you know, is a multimillionaire and they have a cook and a chef and cleaning help and, you know, everything they could imagine in the world, and they're having anxiety that they're not gonna get the work done in their house, that's a little bit of a delusion, right? They're not even in charge of the house, right? So then if they're having anxiety over keeping their house clean, I'm giving an example, and they're not doing any of the cleaning, then that's a delusion, which we talk about in homeopathy, and we need to approach that. But if we have a mom with five kids in a Brooklyn apartment with five Zooms, She's in the realm of typical, and we need to support, support her, yeah. her adrenals and her emotions. So I think that's very important um, when we're talking about emotional health to understand wh- what are we treating. So a delusion would be someone that feels like they're being followed.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if someone comes to you like, I-, I, I feel like I'm being followed, you know, or or people are listening into me, and I'm like. Well, of course, i are listening to you. If you have Facebook, everybody knows what you're doing. If you have Instagram, so like, like, are you talking about when you're on the internet or walk down the street? So everyone should be a little paranoid, <laughs> you know, with our social media. That's again, within the normal range. But if she feels that walking down the street, then that's a delusion and we have to approach it differently. So why am I bringing this up? Because there are herbs, which I would like to discuss now, like skullcap, motherwort, Valerian, um what are the herbs? rose, lavender, we can go herb by herb, and these are these are herbs that can help most people who think their anxiety is unusual, mm. but when we break it down, it's really typical and normal right It's normal to be having
0: anxiety when you have five kids and five different zoom calls. <laughs>
1: Right. And it's yeah. normal to have anxiety when you have to stay in the house if you're outdoors mm-hmm. so let let's begin. you know what I'm saying yep. King, so you know, like when people come in that that are nervous wrecks or anxious during these time periods, the second I reassure them that you're like all your friends, you know
0: feeling nervous
1: they they start to feel like they can have a handle on it, whereas yeah. when people think they're the only one so Let's talk about the herb called rose. Yes. So we know in clinical studies that when you hand someone flowers, no matter what their religious background, their socioeconomic status is, no matter whether they're male or female, no matter what their age, everybody feels better when they're handed flowers. That's what studies show. Yeah. So I tell my clients all the time, how much more so will you feel when you ingest those flowers and bring the flowers inside your body? So all rose petals are edible. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't use the roses from your florist because they do color them and add Mm -hmm. different preservatives in them. But in the wild, all roses are edible. And roses have been used by cultures all over the world. So roses can help with heart health. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling you're having heart palpitations because you're home and you're nervous, they help with blood vessels and the teeny blood vessels that go to the eyes and the brain. And they also help heal a broken heart. Mm. And I think a lot of people during COVID times have a broken heart. Yeah, So many people have been laid off of work. Even people that were top earners for their companies yeah. are being laid off. And that literally can break a person's heart and their spirit. People lost a lot of loved ones. I mean, when you hear these statistics on the radio or on the news, That means you've got a lot of people with broken hearts. Yeah. And also a lot of people were starting relationships. Mm -hmm. They just started dating someone and either they moved in with each other, not knowing who each other were, and then we have other ideas, or they kind of stopped dating because, you know, you're not scary to someone you're not living with. You have to be six feet apart. So you have a lot of people with broken hearts because they were like, I finally met that guy or that woman who I really thought and like, we're both kind of COVID paranoid. Yeah. So I think rose tea hmm. or rose tincture.
0: Yeah. I was going to ask you how you dose rose because I don't use that often, but I, it, it, that's perfect for right now.
1: It's so perfect. That's why I brought it up because yeah. it's not used in America as much yeah. as it should. So rose tea happens to be an herb that does well in water. Yeah. And if you're going to get rose um, tea bags, you need to really put in two to three tea bags to get a medicinal hmm. dose. You put it in one tea bag, you're just going to kind of color and flavor the water. Yeah. If someone's a tea drinker, they can drink the tea. If they like to infuse their herbs, you can literally buy rose buds online. Yeah. They're like 15 bucks for a pound of roses, very inexpensive. And yeah. you can then pour boiling water over that and strain it. Huh. And you can get rose in tincture form. Oh. So, um, tincture form, typical dose, again, everybody's different. Their weight's different than metabolism, but it's anywhere between 15 and 35 drops diluted in the liquid in three times a day.
0: Yeah. Oh. In that's water or nice. a little juice. I just, I think that's great. I'm just like, I, I love doing this podcast because every time I interview, I'm like, oh, I'm learning something new. This is so great. I'm going to recommend this to my patients. <laughs> Do you yeah. ever homeopathic rose? Like rose and homeopathic? Um, I don't
1: use that. I am a classical homeopath. Yeah. Um, I don't use rose in homeopathic form because I find it to be so, so effective. If, yeah, yeah. Well, it
0: seems like it's so, just mild enough that it's not gonna be, it's not gonna push yeah. anyone. Hmm. Yeah, well, that's yeah. Great...
1: So I'm gonna go on to another flower yeah, go for that it. most people don't use in herbal form. And we could call this the flower power yeah. 10 minutes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um lavender. Mm. is the most sold essential oil on the internet. Yeah, We know in clinical studies that it can help with sleep. It's calming and relaxing. Mm. Some people love lavender. Some people don't love the smell of lavender. So if you are one of those, that's totally fine. But it is the most sold essential oil. But what people don't know is that lavender is a phenomenal tea or tincture. Yeah, or capsules. for, For feeling stuck. Ah, So ah. this herb has been used for generations when you know you need to move on from the last boyfriend. Like, forget COVID. It was just not working out. wasn't the right guy. It I, I wasn't the right guy. But I feel stuck. Like, I can't get over it. Or the people that will say, you know, when I was five years old, I got this haircut. And my best friend Janine, like, teased me for a month. And now when I look back at those pictures, I wasn't even so funny looking, but they can't get over it. You know what Ah. I mean? So, you know, that stuck emotional sensation that you know you need to get over. And even if you did 10 years of therapy. So drinking a cup of lavender tea a day or taking it in tincture can help you move on. Yeah, that's a great tip. So you would have people do it
0: in the tea versus the tincture?
1: Yeah, tea or tincture. I love both. Yeah. Um, So you know when I feel like like someone's got a bit of a broken heart Mm -hmm. and they're stuck, you could mix them together. I'll mix them together. Beautiful. Because you know when we have a broken heart, you know especially if we lost someone during COVID. I mean, like you're supposed to mourn, like to honor their soul. You need to mourn. Like it's good to be in that stuck place. If you lost your job, you know being stuck in that place but if it's something that you need to move on with yeah because staying in that stuck place is not going to help you no you can't problem solve you've ruminated in your brain for 5 years yeah and lavender can help get you out of that place and i think now you know it's it's a good 10 11 months after the start of covid yeah um people that lost their job or lost their relationships or you know had to move to a smaller apartment. You hear a lot of people they say, I couldn't afford my 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 you know three-bedroom apartment, especially in New York. I needed to move to a one bedroom. They need to, you know, make peace with it, get over that sadness mm-hmm. and move on to what what can the next part of their life look like? And sometimes intellectualizing about these things doesn't take it out the sensation out of your out body. body. Yeah. And that's that's where these herbs can really help because you can say I know I'm past it,
0: but my body's not past it. But your body, it. yeah. And that happens a lot. You know, the body, the cells have memory. Like your cells sometimes need something to just go in and move things along a little bit, which is why, another reason why herbal medicine can be so beautiful. But this is this is a perfect, like, quick little tip for everyone. Lavender and rose tea. I'm going to go try that myself tonight. Just drink a little bit.
1: <laughs> there you go. So let's do one more flower. Yeah, that's and great. And we tend to use the bark. In Europe, when you love someone, you bring them mimosa flowers more than roses and other ones. And mimosa is another plant that helps bring joy to the heart. So, and it's not the mimosa cocktail. Although, yes, I can
0: really bring. (laughs) You can maybe put that in. You could put all of those in in a mimosa and have it be a brunch thing. (laughs)
1: There you go. You know, but some people, you know, have that drink and they wake up in the morning and go, that wasn't worth it. (laughs) That was not worth it. So mimosa is another um, herb that we use from the mimosa and it has beautiful flowers. Yeah, they're beautiful. Um, And mimosa helps bring joy to the heart. So here we're talking about three things. We've got that broken heart rose. Mm -hmm. We've got that stuck sadness, lavender. And then mimosa mixed in with that. So, yes, you could add all three together will help bring that joy back Back. into that heart. And so that's a really good cocktail um, that people should keep in the back of their minds.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great cocktail. Everyone listening, go try that. (laughs) Go (laughs) make some tea and see how you feel. Yeah, I think that's lovely. Um, And
1: and it may not work the first time, you know. Don't drink it every day, right? You gotta give it a week or two so your body and your cells can integrate, you know. You know, it's kind of like that person that walks in and says, you know, this was before COVID. I have a really big party in three weeks. Can you help me lose 30 pounds, Sarakana? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, no. I, I don't know. Unless you get liposuction immediately. Yeah. Like, you know, it's the same thing here. Like, you can't take the tea one or two times and say, oh, my gosh, my heart. Pain is still there and I'm still sad. Really, I'd say take it for four to six weeks before you make that decision. Yeah. And you may not feel it in your system for two weeks, yeah. um, but it's worth a try for anybody that's, you know, feel, feeling the burn right now. So, but I would like to jump, if you don't mind. Yeah, go for good, it. To an herb that you can feel within 20 minutes. Um, so, this is one of my favorite herbs. And, and I do believe that every human being <laughs> in the world today should have some skull cap in their house Mm. skull cap is from the mint family i tend to find it much more effective in tincture form i don't like it in capsules i don't like it in pills and that's for nervous anxiety and tension and skull cap is an herb that you do feel within 20 minutes the dosage again i can't dose people you know yeah through through our podcast but it's between 25 and 40 drops three times a day diluted. And Skullcap works great with kids that are nervous and anxious. Um, it can, you can take it before you go to sleep. It does not have a sedative effect on it, but anytime you feel that churning in your stomach, um, I used to say before public speaking, but not many people are public speaking these days, or, you know, before you go to your kid's PTA, but most kids are because clo- schools are closed. So there's no or PTA. Bef- Before you have to like ask your job, uh, your boss for a raise. But um, some, for some people today, it's just going to the grocery store. Yeah. It's just wearing a mask on their face. Mm-hmm. So just to, you know, get out of their sweatpants, you know, maybe put on a little bit of eyeshadow or for a guy even brushing your hair and putting on your double or triple mask, whatever you're, you're, you know, you feel you need these days. And going to the store, waiting outside, you know, Trader Joe's or Whole Foods or whatever store you're going to outside. Here in New York, it's freezing cold. That is a big adventure
0: for a oh, yeah. lot of
1: people. Yeah, that can cause nervousness and anxiety, and even going to get a general checkup from your doctor when you know in the in the office could be someone with COVID, or in the hospital someone could be. So skullcap is a great herb that's calming and soothing to anxiety. It is not addictive. You can take it every day. Yeah. And that's another herb that everyone should know about during these times.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great recommendation. And that's something you mentioned earlier about having a tincture. You could carry that around in your purse or keep some in your car. So if you're nervous about going in places, you could take a dose. And as you said, it kicks in, in 20 minutes. I think that's a great, a great recommendation. And what what about do you feel like people that are suffering, if they're irritable or feeling moody, do you notice Skullcap helping with that a bit? It's really a nervine, oh, yeah. right? So, so, but yeah. if they're anxious and that's leading to irritability, that should help calm that down, right?
1: For sure. I mean, skullcap is amazing for that, you know. And so, what your listeners should be saying is like, okay, Sarah Khan, I, I eat rose and lavender and mimosa. And can I stick some skullcap in there? I mean, sure. <laughs> of course you can, yeah. right? You know, so definitely, I mean, that irritability is like really, you know, intense. It's just intense. I know when COVID came and everyone was ordering everything, you know, on Amazon and all these online Walmart people were like, you know, spraying the boxes before they brought them in the um, house. Yeah. They were spraying down their mail, which is a little hard to do because once you wet that envelope, <laughs> you know, it's like a little harder to read, right? So, you know, these kind of herbs right now and you know, we can jump to St. John's wort, saying John's wort is contraindicated with certain psychotropic meds. Here's a herb we're mentioning that is contraindicated, but we kind of have a misunderstanding because everyone's like, it's for depression, 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 but mm. I use it a lot more for, for anxiety, irritability, yeah, irritability, you know, the homeopathic of St. John's Wort is hypericum. Mm-hmm. And hypericum is for nerve pain. Yep. A toothache or a finger that was slammed in the door. So anytime we have nerve pain and when you're frustrated, you feel, you use the word nervous. You say, my nerves are shot, right? Isn't that yep. My nerves are shot. I can't focus. I'm, I'm frustrated. So St. John's Wort is an herb, like people stay away from it because they're like, well, I'm not depressed, but I think of it more as any time your nerves are agitated. Yeah, yeah. So that's another herb. And it's so interesting because the, the St. John's Wort flowers are a beautiful yellow. And the plant itself loves to be in the sun. Like you see a hill where St. John's Wort's growing. It's just like it's okay. out there eating up the sun. And when you crush these gorgeous yellow flowers, you get red oil. Oh, yeah, it is red, yeah. It's red, and if you look at the plant, it's yellow. Yeah. So where is this red coming from? Where is it coming from? Because it goes for nerve pain. Ah. So if you ask someone, what what does your nerve pain feel like? It's burning, it's It's red. It's burning and it's hot, yeah. It's hot, it's burning. So that's where we know the healing is for the nerves with that flower. Mm-hmm. So when you tincture it, that's taking the plant and putting it in the grain of alcohol. We don't get that red color. Yeah. It's calming and soothing. But if you have a sunburn, which nerve endings are burnt, you put St. John's oil. You make the oil where you put the, the flowers in an olive oil, the olive oil will turn it's gorgeous
0: orange. I mean, it's gorgeous red color. Red color.
1: So hmm. that's just an interesting little tidbit about St. John's wort.
0: Yeah. That, and I think you're right. People do. I think the reason people think about it as an antidepressant is because they tell you not to take St. John's wort when you're on an antidepressant because it has the ability to raise your serotonin levels, but that's only a small piece of what it does. And that's the beautiful thing about herbs is they do, they can do multiple things, right? That's, you know, they don't just do one action. They, do, they can have many actions, which is why they're so right. beautiful and such a wonderful right. medicine.
1: And it's because the brain reads them as food and takes yes. what it needs and gets rid of what it doesn't. So yes. your anxiety can be different than your neighbor's anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, and your neighbor's anxiety can be different than their first cousin's anxiety. So the kind of relief you need will be different and the plant will help if it's the right plan for you, facilitate what you need to feel better. And, you know, it's so funny because my son's um, getting his PhD in physics. And I remember when he was in school, I think it was his graduate program or he was interned in somewhere. He goes, calls me up and goes, "Ma, you're going to love this. I said, what? He goes, do you know what the future of medicine is? I'm like, tell me. He goes, it's going to be individualized medicine like they're going to take you as a person and find the pharmaceuticals for you and i'm like uh your mom's been an herbalist <laughs> like i've been doing that for years over here <laughs> for your entire life that's what we do so you know when you meet an herbalist or a naturopathic you know physician we're looking at you and your body type Mm-hmm. and you and the way you break down food and metabolize food. And we got to understand that there is some genetics and DNA that you're stuck with. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've got these women that diet and diet and diet and diet and they eat healthier than 90% of my other clients and they exercise. You know what? They're always a little chubby. Well, in this day and age, of course, you know, with, with Instagram, you know, it's not good to be chubby. It could be for their body. It's totally fine. You know what I'm saying? And they come in here because they want to lose weight. And I look at them and I'm like, well, your skin looks gorgeous. You don't have dark circles under your eyes. Your yeah. hair is lustrous and shining. You're clean. You're organized. You look great. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, when I take Instagram pi- pictures, you know, I see a little chin. So you have to also keep in mind the DNA. So the question is, when you work with an herbalist or a naturopath is, how do you reach your optimum health Mm -hmm. Given your circumstances, what your finances are like, what your living conditions are like, what your body type is like, what your genetics are like. So going back to personalized medicine, when we look at herbs, we look at the herbs that are going to fit the person's body and taste and ability to comply. Mm -hmm. So some of my clients just love making teas. So I'm going to give them all their herbs and teas. My other clients are like, I hate drinking hot water. <laughs> I hate drinking flavored hot water. Like, you know what I mean. So then I'm going to give it to them in, in tincture. So I think that's the benefit of your podcast and what you do and what I do is that we're really trying to make sure that we find out what can the client comply with and not stress them out. You know, my biggest my biggest joke is when clients come in with a bag. Oh yeah. Dr. Kinney and they have I, like 40 <laughs> supplements. And they're like, "Sir I came in for anxiety, but this one I have to take on an empty stomach. This one I have to take before noon. This one I have to take with food." They're having a nervous breakdown. They're so like, "Throw it all away and
0: drink some rose water."
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. So, so with herbs, we know that less is more.
0: Yes. Right. We
1: know that your ability to comply with taking it two to three times a day and we need to give it to you in a way that doesn't stress you out yes that's why i like tinctures because yeah. you buy them pre-made they're like you said they're easy to travel with and you know your protocol to calm down and get emotional health can't cause more stress no it definitely something. can't cause them.
0: and i i totally agree with you on that. i get lots of patients that come in with shopping bags as well and they sit and they're like, I'm overwhelmed with trying to take care of myself. And that is not what we want. We want the practices that you are, you know, coming to us for, you want, we want them to be easy. So I think you said it beautifully that we're designing a protocol for the people that we work with that fits their lifestyle, that fits yeah. they're Cause at yeah. the end of the day, we all want everyone to get better. Like right. and we don't want That's the treatment a- plan
1: to make them worse. Right. So that's one of the reasons that I wrote my book, Moodtopia. Mm. So I was thinking because I have a pediatric practice also, and I love kids. I am doing Moodtopia for kids. I'm in oh, the middle great. of writing it right now. Hope to, you know, not to be released tomorrow, but down the line. Um, but I was really thinking like I'm a breastfeeding expert and pregnancy expert. And you know, I was thinking back and forth, what, what, what should I write my first book on? And the reason I chose Moodtopia. And moods is because you think of a sinus infection, so you can think, oh, maybe herbs will help me with that, or constipation, herbs can help me with that. But our generation has really lost the understanding that herbs can help us on that emotional level, um, realm. And so in Moodtopia, I talk about herbs that can help with emotional health, and I talk about essential oils that can help with emotional health. And I really empower people when they read my book to feel like it's not scary or intimidating. And even if they read *Mootopia* and then go work with a naturopathic physician or a master herbalist, they're like, oh, I read about milk thistle, right? That's going to support my liver. Or like, wow, you know, how interesting, you know, I I see that, you know, passion flower. I've heard about that. So uh, for me, the more education mm-hmm. um, that people have, you know, like, like, you know, w- when a doctor gives you a, a, a medicine, like one of the first things they'll tell most people is don't read the insert. Like, don't read the insert because it's gonna freak you out. I can't tell you how many clients will come in here and say the pharmacist took out the insert when they handed me the medicine, because they're, you know, can cause death, fainting, you know, heartburn. Like the warnings are so intense. Whereas and I'm not saying that, that medicines don't have their place. Believe me, medicines have. And I want to say this, I usually open all my interviews with saying that I I I guest lecture at medical schools and I work yeah. with a lot of physicians and there are a lot of medicines in the world that have totally saved people's lives. I'm not anti-medicine, just in the right place. Yeah. But with herbal medicine, like we're an open book, like. Like read about rhodiola, yeah. like, read about fresh melty Like we want people to read about it and be familiar with it and be comfortable with it. So when I wrote Mutopia, I wrote it in a very simple English, very easy way to read and understand the plants mm-hmm. and what part of the plants we use. So people are empowered because one of the things I do in my pediatric practice is I teach the parents how to treat their kids yes so if their kid gets an ear infection at two in the morning you know of course you're going to go to the doctor the next morning but you have some some oils to- you have you have some tools Yeah. you have some tools so that's what the book moodopia is all about giving giving people tools on the emotional realm and we don't have a lot of books out there that talk don't. about
0: herbs yeah herbs. so that's really and great herbs so. And the yeah. Yeah. so and and this psyche yeah so and you know that was the whole reason why I started this podcast and because I feel like that's part of my role as a provider is to educate people so they can make more empowered healthcare decisions yes. and the yes. more we you know because people are interested in Herbal medicine, so the more information out there. So thank you for writing your book. I can't wait to wait to read it. So if you're listening, go pick up a copy of her book because I think it's highly needed in in today's situation. So yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't wait for the kids' book. I feel like that's going to be really beneficial. What all of the kids have gone through in the past, you know, with the pandemic. Yes,
1: that's why I'm doing it. And you know, like it's so interesting because I had a client recently that came to me with a child, and like she was like, "It's all about sugar. It's all about sugar. Whenever she has sugar, it's all about sugar." So I'm like. But kids like sugary things. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't really know that we should deny them. I mean, maple syrup's fabulous. Honey's fabulous, you know. And, and, and she was so obsessed with thinking it was sugar. And so she was bypassing what the real challenge was. Mm-hmm. And it was really a combination of, yes, some food choices, but it was really about, you know, some of the parenting decisions she was making. Mm-hmm. And this was a kid that really would have benefited from an herb like lemon balm. Mm. lemon balm melissa is in the mint family it's calming and soothing without sedating and it can kind of take the edge off that anxiety so this was a kid that would have done really well when she got home from school rather than her mother you know denying her or blaming the sugar that was given at school a little melissa a little lemon balm to calm down after a stressful day she's a kid that could use a little linden um which helps with digestion after a meal so when parents have these tools, um, even skull cap. I mean, mm-hmm. if a kid's nervous, if there's a new teacher at school or a, a, a best friend's been mean to her at school, yeah. taking some skull cap in the morning can calm that child down. So, we also need to help children, you know, understand and develop their emotional. Um, paths and yeah. give them tools to feel stronger also.
0: and I think of teaching them, I mean, my, my daughters grew up with homeopathic remedies all around the house and my, you know, anytime they fall that my daughter's like, mom, I need some Arnica. You know, I taught them some very basic remedies. Right. And so they feel right. like, you know, my daughter gets a toothache. She's like, mom, I need this remedy. You know, can you get me a remedy? And it makes it, you know, when you grow up feeling empowered about it, I think it helps, it helps, you know, to calm anxieties. If you feel like you can make Oh, yeah. You can make a decision that will.
1: I have one of my sons that does those summer survival programs where they, you know, just travel for weeks out in the wilderness, right? They don't smell so good. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, he'll bring a container of cinnamon and capsules. Oh, yeah. Because that helps with any kind of you drink the wrong water or food poisoning Um, it can help with any kind of digestive issues if you get diarrhea you've got cinnamon right out there he brings black charcoal with him also for the stomach Um, and then he brings green clay this is off topic I know but he'll bring green clay for any mosquito bites or any burns that they get so yeah here's the point like you're saying like Like he feels empowered. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously you know that if someone broke their bone, you need to get a helicopter in there and you need to go get a cast, right? Someone bathes their head as a concussion. I mean, you're not you're not, not you know. Right. You're not gonna give them, you know, some essential oil to breathe in. But, you know, keeping some tea tree oil, essential oil in your backpack, which is so small, which is you know, can help with cuts, helps with bug bites, it's just a great tool. So I think that when we raise children with these things. And I mean, I liked even a step further to take people on weed walks, you mm. know, around the neighborhood and show them edible plants and edible roots and teach them, Wait. you know, what they could do with it. Yeah. These kids really feel empowered. And they, you know, if your pharmacies were closed for a week, you know, you got a whole kitchen, another, another podcast idea is kitchen. Yes. Yes. We can do, you know what I mean? So, you know, the more we empower adults and children and everybody, um, the calmer they can stay. During our time of chaos,
0: yeah, well, f- <laughs> and it is—it is—it is a chaotic time. Thank you so much for this. Was a, an awesome chat. I feel like we got a lot of a lot of cool. Quick little things you guys can take away. Everyone, go try the tea that we talked about. Try some of these herbs, and I look forward to having you on again. I think that's a, the kitchen ideas a great a great idea. And where I we'll put everything, it. all your links in the show notes. Okay. But where's the best place for people to connect with you if they're curious?
1: So I want to mention just my Instagram, just okay. because it's hip right now, and I try to every couple of days put up a little one minute video great. on an herb. So awesome. during the winter I'm indoors, and in the summer I'm outdoors. So people can you know. Take that one minute and learn something. Um, they can also, and I'm Sarah S., which you're going to put up. Yep. And they can email me through my website, which is moodtopiabook at gmail. Um, and my website is moodtopia.com. really try to answer all the emails that we get so we can at least, you know, guide people along so they can find a practitioner in their area if they yeah. want to live. And that's also very important.
0: Yeah. So, well, awesome. Thank you so much it. For, yeah, for being here. This was a great chat and thanks everyone for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning into today's show. If you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to connect with me over on Facebook at Dr. Kinney ND and Instagram at Dr. Kinney to find more helpful tips and information. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at Dr. backslash podcast See you next week.